Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The NBA playoffs are here. And we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even your speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch. But just a notch. Because this is the turn it up to 11 NBA playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus, and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hey everyone, welcome along to the latest episode of the Bike Radar Podcast. I'm Ash, Senior Technical Editor for All Things Road and Gravel, and you join me at an exciting time. Yesterday we announced the launch of the newly refreshed Canyon Ultimate, and I was on site down in Nice, France to be one of the first to get hands on and take it out for a spin. You can read my news report and first impressions on the new bike over on the Bike Radar website, and we've stuck some links in the description too. But while out in sunny France, I got to sit down with design engineer Lucas Beer and product manager Matthias Urich, who were both delighted to discuss some of the ins and outs of the new Ultimate. We covered some really good ground on the design philosophy and approach of the new bike, and dug a little into why evolution has been favoured over revolution. It's well worth a listen, so sit back and enjoy. But before you do so, please remember to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, leave us a review, and get in touch with us via podcast at bikeradar.com if you have any comments, questions or suggestions. On with the show. Just so you know, during recording this podcast, we had a couple of technical issues with our equipment. So at points, the audio does disappear. But don't worry, it will return. It is not your device. It is our recording. We're here at the Canyon launch uh, for the new Ultimate uh, all-rounder bike. We're down here in the south of France, um, and I'm joined by two of Canyon's uh, esteemed workers, esteemed uh, employees. Uh, guys, do you want to introduce yourselves? We've got Lucas here. We've got Matthias. Lucas, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, I'm Lucas. I've been with Kenyon for almost exactly three years now. And um, I am what Kenyon calls a design engineer, meaning I bridge the gap between the design team, which is quite valued at Kenyon, and then all the tech things um, that we try to achieve with our bikes. And um, yeah, I've been fortunate to be the R&D project lead of the new Ultimate development. 
And do you work across all the road bikes as well, or is it just the Ultimate at this point? Well, at this point, it's also another bike, but I have purely been involved with the Ultimate. So from start to the very finish, um, I started with the first, let's say, draft on, on blank paper, with mm -hmm. first ideas and the definition of what it's going to be um, up until, yeah, the, the launch right now. Cool, cool. And Matthias, what about you? Yeah, um, I had to, the honor to, to join Lucas and the team um, of the R&D department in the role of a product manager. So I am not an engineer. Yes, I am an engineer from my studies, but I do not work as an engineer at Canyon. So as a product manager, I um, try to involve all the other departments within Canyon. So bridge the gap to the marketing team, bridge the gap. As Lucas already said, we are pretty close to our design department. Also hear them try to translate their language and to our uh, bike language. And then I have the, the specs in my hand. So all these models that we're probably going to talk through, um, the specs, it's my responsibility. I have to take care that everything runs smoothly with uh, the gearing, the shifting, of course, the wheel sets, the tire choice, all that. Um, fortunate enough, I have some test riding involved into my job as well. So we did some test rides, of course, on the prototypes. We did a lot of testing for tires, for wheel sets. And yeah, that's uh, more or less it. And um, we divide the product management team by family. At Canyon, we call our bikes our families. So um, I'm responsible for the Ultimate for sure, and then uh, the Grail, the gravel bike. Cool. Okay. So, well, let's just let's just get cut to the chase and get straight into it, Matthias. My first question, I reckon. Um, obviously, we're here to see the new Ultimate. It's a bike that's fairly well regarded up until this point. In fact, very well regarded up, up until this point. I even own one, so I shall try not to be biased. But we've got a, I've got a third generation bike. We're now into the fifth generation, and you know, what's changed? What's new about it? And Lucas, you can obviously chip in when, when the questions get a bit more engineering, but, but what's new about the new, the new Ultima overall? I think overall, um, we tried to achieve the, the perfect balance of the um, factors that are important for us on a, on a classical road bike. So of course, we worked on aerodynamics. The bike is 5 watts faster with rider, 10 watts just frame set only. Then we worked on the comfort. Of course, it's uh, a part of the game. So um, you have tire clearance up to 32 millimeters. Then we worked on the stiffness, especially on the CFR bike. It's pretty light, but still we worked on the stiffness, on the head tube, on the BB area, that all uh, combined. Then, um, and this, this, sorry, the CFR is the top spec uh, yes. frame, isn't it? Yeah, CFR Kenyan Factory Racing stands for the best we could possibly do. Um, and that's, um, yeah, the, the racing DNA that we get from our pros. That said, we, um, of course, wanted to balance out the durability as well. So we took a close eye on, on the bikes that were already in the market, like your Gen 3 Ultimate, and took um, a closer look, maybe what part of it could be a weak spot, because you don't want to have a coffee stop, um, have a good cup of cappuccino, and your bike may fall um, on the ground and then it's uh, uh, destroyed. So, of course, it has to be durable as well. And the combination of this led to hopefully the, the perfect balanced road bike. Visually, it strikes me that, you know, the new Ultimate looks very similar to previous generations. You know, third generation, fourth generation, all look very similar. Uh, the fourth generation, we saw disc brakes. But now, you know, if you put the bikes side by side, they look incredibly similar. You know, what's the thinking behind that? Um, and maybe that's a question for Lucas, who, who you can tell, tell us about the, you know, the engineering side. And, you know, the bike looks incredibly similar, but what, what's the thinking? Sure. The thinking is that the Ultimate is Kenyon's first road bike. 
And um, I dare to say it's the one with the the biggest legacy that it carries. So in some form, it's the most important road bike because it's Kenyan's DNA, it's Kenyan's road racing DNA. And we wanted to make this evolution happening um, or evolution happen um, of combining all new tech, all new features, trends, in a way, as Matthias said, to, to perfectly balance all the aspects of what a rider needs in a way that you still recognize this bike as this familiar looking ultimate that you've grown to know for such a long time now. So it was this, um, I, I, when I tried to compare it to a car, it's a Porsche 911, which you will always recognize in a Porsche 911. Although the very first car is strikingly different than the latest car, obviously. And yeah, you put them side by side and the first thing you notice is, hey, this is still an ultimate. And then that's a very positive thing for us. So it was hard because, you know, you don't optimize aerodynamically um, while retaining um, all the tube shapes necessarily. And we did alter a lot on the bike, but in a very subtle way. So you are still not, let's say, scared off if you see a new ultimate and say, oh, that's changed. No, it's still the ultimate and it's supposed to be that way. Yeah, I, I suppose there's there's been a lot of, there's a trend at the moment where aero bikes, traditional aero bikes are getting a little bit more friendly for riders to, to, to ride. And you've also got a, a trend where traditionally lightweight bikes are becoming more aero and that's becoming a real focus for a lot of brands. Uh, you know, it looks like the Ultimate has seen some improvements. Can you talk a little bit about those aero improvements? But, you, that, you know, they, they may not be a, a key focus for the bikes. It's the all-round thing, isn't it? Life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The NBA playoffs are here, and we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even your speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch, because this is the Turn It Up to 11 NBA Playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA Playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. It's the all-around. The, the key focus, yeah, it's hard to ask. Like, if you say key focus, I would say all-around, right? Balance. believe that... Um, aerodynamic improvement is just necessary. I mean, this is still our pro sports peloton mountaintop finish bike. So we do need aerodynamic improvement because, you know, aerodynamic improvement has been the theme of recent bike development in across all brands and across all professional um, bikes that are used in racing. So we needed to incorporate that. Um, but um, yeah, it's... Um, it's the subtleties where this from, of course, cable integration is necessary to 
aerodynamic improvement. Um, but then the real challenge is how do you improve even more without, you know, like investing so much frames on the side. Um, and very closely and put the differences, but they're definitely there. The down tube shape is different. We employ now a D-shape um, seat post and seat tube, which has done a lot in our favor aerodynamically. Um, yeah, so, but we did not, for example, you know, like take advantage of any new UCI rules that we could have done sure. because we believe that this would have altered the appearance of the bike too much. Okay, and familiarity is important to a, to an ultimate customer, I suppose, or a prospective ultimate customer who's looking for that all-round bike. You know, you want to lean, I guess, I'm assuming, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm assuming you want to lean on that on that history of the bike and, and what it's achieved over the years as well, you know, from, from the pro side. Um, but, you know, this, you've told me, Matthias, as well, that this is the first, this is the first bike that's been designed in conjunction with pro advice and pro integration into that. So we, you've worked with, say, Enric Mass from the Movistar team, for example, um, from the very beginning. Is that correct? And, and, and how has that influenced, how has that influenced the ultimate as we see it today? Yeah, um, you're you're very correct on this. Um, of course, all our pro sport bikes, like the Aeroad is um, one of them, um, do um, have the, the DNA of, of pro sports and uh, the rider feedback is quite crucial for us. But um, with having the Aeroad um, really hitting the peloton, everyone's riding it, we, we did gather a lot of feedback there. So um, with the Ultimate, um, our intention was to give the pro riders the choice, the choice for the perfect bike, for the perfect ride, the perfect horse for the right course. So um, first thing that we did was um, we took exactly the same geometry from the Aeroad, applied it on the Ultimate because it's a really nice geometry. It handles well. Um, you can uh, climb with it. You can go flat out fast with it. So for us, it was quite clear um, that we uh, are going to take this geometry from the Aeroad. But then we realized, okay, in every development process, we, we need our fastest riders to, to give us their knowledge, to give us their right experience. And with the Ultimate, for, for example, we did it. We gave it to pros quite early. And one thing that we recognized, or they recognized um, um, quite uh, within weeks, they said, okay, um, we want to sit um, like a little bit more forward to have uh, a bit uh, more power because if you or if some of these bike fitters think that if you're moving forward over the BB you can apply more more power um, so yes direct feedback from them we invent invented a, a second uh, saddle uh, seat post with zero setback so now you have the option um, to to switch in between 20 millimeter millimeter setback or zero setback sure and then to add to this, um, for the for this seat post, we also got the feedback that the original one with the setback, which we did tune to have a very good amount of comfort for every rider. Some said, some pros said, you know what, we want more feedback. We want more control with the butt. So what do you do? You know, you say, well, we do have a comfortable seat post now. So everyone that needs that extra comfort um, will get this. But then... Our pros demand more control even. So the new SP64, the CFR seat post, is um, just very sturdy, uh, gives direct feedback. And so we were able, yeah, to just have two seat posts um, after the pro sport feedback and to exactly tune that second one to their needs. 
Yeah. And I suppose, you know, we, we see a, a, a large trend at the moment towards, you know, wider tires, more comfort in bikes and so on. Um, is that something that you've been able to engineer into uh, in, into the into the ultimate more comfort for, for the rider is it you know because we've talked talked a little bit about stiffness I think a little bit about aero performance but of course comfort for the everyday rider is important too um, I've got my own experiences already I've been fortunate enough to go out and ride it around these beautiful roads here and I'm looking forward to getting it back to the UK for for a test on our on our admittedly not great roads um, but you know how has comfort how has comfort improved for the for the ultimate um, and where where does that come in in the overall design so I've kind of got a dual question there. Yeah, I think uh, the question to the product manager or the, the part of the question to the product manager is tire choice. Yeah. Of course, um, with having disc brakes, we do have the ability to to um, optimize the tire clearance. So for this bike, you have uh, 32 millimeters of tire clearance. Um, so you can go pretty wide there. Um, we go in our specs um, for the, the, the models SL and SLX for 25 in the front. If you have aero wheels, that's the fastest setup. Um, but in the back, we go for 28. So you get a little bit more comfort there. And as Lucas already said, the, the SL and SLX seat post, SP55, it is quite comfortable. So we, we um, played around with the layup uh, for some time to really get a little bit of comfort, vertical uh, comfort in it. And of course, the, the seat stays play in, in this uh, role as well. Yeah, and then... Um you know, we do also, of course, um, consider our internal positioning in the portfolio. And for people that just need uh, the smoothest ride possible, they get the end race. You know, we, we don't have it for, for nothing. You know, it does play a vital role in just making a broad spectrum of road bikes for that, you know, like every, appeals to uh, every rider. And then we said, yeah, the we keep a good amount of comfort, but we don't make it unnecessarily good because we already have a bike for that um, th and this is kind of the overall theme of this bike you know don't make unnecessary um, choices um, don't go crazy in in one category because we believe um, that this bike is the only road bike that you should need to buy if you were only to buy one sure sure and I you know we talk you've mentioned that the you know the aero geometry has been carried over here you talk about you know Fitting, fitting wider tires and that's something that the Endure Race first saw originally in order to improve comfort and, and you guys have had the VCLS seat post in the past as well and you know what what other lessons or are those the main lessons that have been learned from the bikes in the in the portfolio in the range that you've got you know are, are there other lessons that have been learned as well or is it you know what what other features would we find on the ultimate that you're laughing and I'm, you're laughing uh, Lucas and I I, I want to know why but you know, what other lessons have been learned from the other bikes that you have in the in the range? Yeah, like a pretty pretty easy answer on this one. Uh, we obviously had an issue with with the aero handlebar. Sure, um, sure. It was quite obvious in the TV, and for sure we didn't have uh, maybe two or three months. Uh, wasn't fun working at Kenyon. Our DB department. <laughs> uh, we we solved this problem, so fair enough. Um, of course, we learned from that. The whole cockpit um, is actually um, a carryover from the Aero 2 CP18 cockpit. You can adjust it by width and adjust it by height without cutting anything. Just screws, and you can do it at home for sure. No no problem. Um, then we um, I think we learned a lot from the pro sport use and even the market use that um, the layup. I already talked about it. The layup is quite important to go light, but even it is quite important to go durable as well. So in some areas, we, we invested some extra weight 
just to make it uh, more durable. And I think that's a that's a learning we we will take in the next uh, product developments as well. Yes, and I'm, I just want to get back to the reason that I'm laughing because um, I'm just going to flat out say it. Um, we employ a very robust seat post. And um, let's just say it would be stupid not to learn from that. And, um, you know, it's um, <laughs> we have a robust seat post clamp. We have a seat post that is uh, sufficiently silent. And um, yeah, so this is, a, you know, it's a learning. Hey, and uh, we're, we're all here to improve. And we want to give the best value to our customers for sure. And um, yeah, I think we've, we've done that with the bike. And what, to add what Matthias said, the robustness is something that I'm personally quite proud of, is um, just going the route of not making it unnecessarily light, but to give you as a customer, and then to be honest, also our pro sport teams, um, just a bike that is very durable. We could have gone a lot lighter, but um, we believe that um, it's more of a value to the pro sports and of course to our everyday customer if your bike lasts if your if it survives a crash in the peloton if it survives a <laughs> a tip over at the ice cream shop you know um so it's yeah it's more sustainable and it's it's more sustainable fun with it sure sure and i we touched upon it on you know that that handlebar failure with with, with matthew and i hadn't intended to ask this question but i, I will anyway how do, how do you go about diagnosing the issue and then as an engineering point from an engineering point of view how do you go about diagnosing the issue that that causes it and then coming up with a solution to fix it and pushing that out into the market how 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 does that work because as you say for two or three months it probably wasn't as fun as usual working at canyon because it was so busy and and i can totally appreciate that i totally understand that i'm sure yeah you know sure our, our listeners will as well I'll, I'll try to give you the honest answer meaning that it wasn't fun to work for canyon for three months <laughs> because all the test tricks were being used all the colleagues that were directly involved in solving the issue were just flat out stressed all the time um, because you know it didn't leave uh, any one of us like untouched so both of us were not involved in solving this issue so i can only give like a broad overview of course like we have the ct scanner we do have like water cutting machines so we can cut open all the handlebars we analyze a bunch of sets we tra trace their history we trace how the issue even started and then apply to be honest quite a fairly simple solution to it you know we go back to to a round shape because the round is the most robust shape we do um increase minimal wall thicknesses you know and then we of course we adapt um our testing because testing is never perfect and um, we try to keep it as close to real world conditions as possible but we just weren't you know and everything else had been working but then there have been some issues with SDI interfaces here and there and things change that we don't notice and so then all these factors combined lead to such a you know horrible failure unfortunately it wasn't a crash and then yeah like no one slept for for much of the night for a long time and then but yeah as I said like we weren't involved in it we just noticed how things were um, being done and I'm quite proud to say that we did deliver on the handlebar. So I think the, the CP18 by now is our safest cockpit because it's been tested like none other before. Sure, so there's no, there's no chance that the ultimate cockpit, the cockpit you get on the ultimate for all the electronic uh, group sets because it's slightly different for the mechanical group sets, I understand. There's no chance that's gonna break. But, but, but Matthias, if I, if I could, I, I reckon if I could tie off my questions with you just to run through the range very quickly and just describe to us where the CFR fits, which you've already done a little bit, 
uh, Canyon Factory Racing, and then you've got your SLX and the SL uh, carbon layups as well. Um, just run through that for us briefly so that we can get a, a, a clear picture of you know, how that range now looks. And I, I appreciate it hasn't changed very much since since the previous generation. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm gonna run through um, from button to top because you already started with the handlebar. Sure. Uh, the both uh, mechanical versions, we have one um, um, bike equipped with the 105 mechanical from Shimano. That bike has external wiring and the bike above it, the Ultegra bike, Ultegra mechanical has external cabling um, as well. That um, start is then with the Rival ETAP version, uh, SRAM Rival ETAP, a, a great group set, equipped with power meter. Uh, you have the CP18 cockpit. You do have, of course, the all the features that we just uh, talked about. And then going um, up in the portfolio, there will be a 105 DI2 version. The group set is brand new, I think launched this summer. Um, so of course you will be um, on a power meter there as well, because we think in our um, performance portfolio, you are going to need a, a power meter and then maybe one of the hero specs in the lineup is the sl8 aero the, um, equipped with a 50 millimeter aero wheel in the front and 62 in the back to get you the best aero benefit that we could possibly achieve with this bike still being uh, not too heavy um, and then you, we split apart our um, um, our models or our platforms by carbon layup so the SL is more or less the entry layup that we can do. Um, then the SLX, we equip with um, the products that are out there like SRAM Force, um, ETAP Access, Ultegra DI2 12-speed and then Dura Ace DI2 12-speed. All these bikes are with the SLX layup. I would say um, the SLX is the best bang for the buck. Mm -hmm. So you get a lot of value. Um, you, you're still not too, uh, not too pricey. So it's still like in between these, these factor value for money um, and of course the best we can do. And the best we can do is obviously uh, CFR. So there we turned every stone, like with the seat post, with the frame, with the fork, with the axles, every uh, stone we, we turned. Of course, with our specs as well, the lightest we can get on the CFR DI2 spec and um, maybe the most bling we can get on the CFR Red ETAP version. Sure. Sure, and and uh, what's the uh, claimed weight on uh, on you know when when we get down to the lightest, get down to the lightest frame? Um, the frame itself, you have to ask oh, the, Lucas. The, the, the frame, oh, okay. If uh, the frame itself is uh, seven thirty grams, including all small parts, everything that we are supposed to include in there, so there's no cheating involved. It's seven hundred thirty grams with the lightest artwork. As a frame and fork. So as a fork. frame. As a frame. Okay. And the fork um, adds then 330 grams. And um, yeah. And then with the SLX, we're looking at, don't make me lie, 830. Okay. 830 grams. And the SLX fork is 350 grams. So as Matthias said, um, it's a slight increase in weight, but uh, a, a very, very high value for what, you, what, we, what you're paying for. Sure. Okay. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. It's really, I really, really appreciate it. I know our listeners will appreciate it as well. And uh, thanks for giving us the, sort of the first look and the first glimpse of the new Ultimate. I think we're out for another ride tomorrow, aren't we? And uh, Of course. Yes, and we are. <laughs> a bit of a longer ride, uh, taking the Col de, de la Madone tomorrow. Uh, yes, that, we that, will. Right? Yeah. So uh, we did the Coldes today, didn't we? So, Coldes uh, uh, to the front stage back yeah. in the days. So yes, uh, uh, keeping it easy 
on the way up, but then going all out on the way down was lots of fun. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, really it's good to have you here. Yeah, thank thanks you a lot. Much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that, and um, I'll sign off here and uh, hand it back to the studio. Perfect. Take care. Thanks a lot. Cheers, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends, or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode. 